Hi, internet. Uh, Welcome to my podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Kaylee. Um, I am starting off this little project that I'm, I have a lot of hopes for. I'm really excited about it. Um, But it's basically, I just want to talk all about reproductive health. Um, I'm a doula. I'm a full spectrum doula, which means that I'm trained and have worked in attending births, supporting people through pregnancy and labor, as well as postpartum. Um, I'm a breastfeeding counselor, and um, part of being a full-spectrum doula, in my case anyway, is that I also assist people during abortions and um, other reproductive health choices. I think it's super, super important that we get more education out there about what our choices are through this whole entire spectrum, um, including our reproductive health. Um, I feel like a lot of the things that I know about reproductive health are are things that I had to seek out on my own, um, I think, and talk a lot about what sex ed looked like, um, and I never had it. I never had a sex ed class growing up. Um, The only thing we had was when I was in sixth grade, which at the time, I think, most of the people that I was in school with, or maybe not most, but it seemed like a lot of people had like really gone through puberty and girls had started having their periods and had been wearing bras for years. And it was kind of maybe like, (laughs) maybe more of an advanced uh, group of people than a lot of, or at least like the kids I see these days. But um, anyway, that at that point to be getting a tiny class where we saw a video on like what are changing bodies wear and a goodie bag with these super big maxi pads. Um, it was just pretty much a moot point. Um, I think we all knew what was going on and it was really ill-timed and also not enough information either way. Um, and then otherwise I never, never got anything else. And I know other people have had different experiences, but it seems pretty common to have never really been exposed to what sex ed is and, um, that including like birth control options and conversations around consent before people are even having sex. Um, and all of these things I think, lead into the work that I mostly do now, which is mostly birth birth work and um, advocating for people and their choices in childbirth. Um, while I do other things, that is that it does tend to be the biggest thing of being a doula. Um, but I feel like, you know, that that lack of knowledge and education, it just sets the basis for how we continue to move through our reproductive health and life um, and feeling disempowered and or maybe not even noticing that you're disempowered but really it's it's disempowering to to not know that you can ask questions of your providers and that you don't have to fully trust and believe what they say and you can opt to be more educated and informed on what's happening um and and I don't mean to through this to have any uh, negative words against the medical system. I'm currently on my way to nursing school and to become a nurse midwife um, eventually. So I I don't hate on the medical system, but I've had a lot of problems with it personally. And then of course, seeing how, um, how negative it can be for people who are trying to have normal 
births. Um, I just think that there's got to be more conversations for the mainstream, for people who are outside of my community of lots of like natural minded, natural birth minded folk. Um, I, I want more, more things going on where you can realize that it's not just, uh, the, I don't know, like the automatic thing that you go to the hospital and someone delivers your baby and you get an epidural and you don't really think about it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing all of those things. I just think that we need to have more tools to understand why we're doing what we're doing and that we are making the best choices for ourselves and for our bodies and the people who are involved in those things. Um, I think there we just we need a lot more um that's my goal with being a doula it's what got me into this and with this podcast i'm trying to extend my voice even more um you know there's only so many people i get to work with and talk with about these things all the time so maybe by starting this and having more people on and talking we can just keep these conversations going which is what needs to happen in order for things to change and to keep progressing. Um, I'm lucky enough to have had a lot of different experiences and seen a lot of different things and some really positive, really great, empowering care providers or just seeing, you know, some women who have felt really empowered through their experiences. And it's so amazing and so precious to have been able to stand by and see that and I'd just kind of I'd like to tell people about what that can be like if they've never had that before um so hopefully you know we'll hear some stories through this that are inspiring to people they've certainly been inspiring to me um this work has been so incredible um yeah and I mean so I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience, uh, just so there's like a little bit of background for why this is happening. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm a doula. As I said, I've been a doula since 2014. I did a doula training, um, with a midwife in Western Massachusetts, which is where I went to college and ended up living for a few years. Um, this, this was with a midwife who's totally incredible. I'm, you know, enamored by all the work she's done but uh, her name is Michelle Asperance and her group was Warm Welcome Birth Services and she offers doula trainings to women of the valley. I had a, a friend who had taken her training before me and I don't think she's ever actually practiced as a doula but um, she just got so much out of the training and it sounded so cool to me and I just wanted to do it and this was after I'd heard about what doulas were um, after watching The Business of Being Born, which is kind of like a classic documentary for talking about home birth and natural birth and a lot of the problems in the medical system, especially in New York hospitals. It's made by Ricky Lake. It's a little cheesy and one-track-minded, but it's definitely eye-opening, so if you haven't watched it, I'd recommend it. Um, but you know, take it with a grain of salt, of course. I watched it in a woman's studies class. I believe it was a medical ethics class that I took in college. Um, women's studies was my major. Uh, after changing my major a bunch of times, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I settled on women's studies, which was great. Uh, also, maybe not so great because 
it's a liberal arts degree and what can you do with that? But I think I'm doing all right anyway. Um, I, after watching that documentary, like I had never really thought that much about birth and um, just never really engaged with the fact that I didn't know anything about that process and that it was more something that terrified me and up to that point all I could think is like I just hope I don't get pregnant and you know and thinking about birth control and but also not really knowing much about that um and then also remember really vividly when I was younger thinking that by the time I had kids there would be a way to just like laser the baby out and I just wouldn't have to engage with that at all, which is really funny now because um, that's so not how I feel. But I, I do think, you know, we're, we're just taught to fear it. We're not taught to believe that it's something that's really powerful and amazing that our bodies are really good at doing. Like that's what the female body does that's why we're built um and that doesn't mean that you have to have babies in order to be a woman um it's just you know it's just a really natural process that you can do or you don't have to do and if you're choosing to do maybe knowing more about it and believing more in it would be super helpful um but anyway I after watching that documentary felt super called to getting involved and changing a lot of the things that are problematic about the medical system, which has kind of always been a drive of mine. Um, Before that, I I had gone to pharmacy school very briefly, but uh, thinking that I could go in and change how pharmaceuticals worked after being like over-prescribed medication or wrongly prescribed and and, um, realizing that you know, I, I don't think that all doctors look at the holistic body and uh, how problematic that can be. And I was just hoping that there was room in Western medicine to open things up a little bit. Um, and I found that not to be the case in school, but there was a lot of reasons I left. But <laughs> anyway, um, I left that and then changed colleges and got involved here at at UMass and um, was trying to figure out a way that I could make my own space and be in medically involved in some way or I've wanted to do holistic health. I've definitely been really interested in like naturopathic medicine and herbalism for sure. Those are huge for me. It's kind of how I, that's how I do my healthcare. Um, And yeah, it just seemed obvious to me to to somehow step into something involved in that world Um, when I learned about the, I don't know, the issues of birth, of the modern birth system and how much we've pathologized it. I figured this is perfect. Like this is what I'm so passionate about and I'm not really sure what about it I became so passionate about, but I I did and it, it's kind of ruled my world since and I've been trying to figure out how to how to get in. Um and it's probably 2 years after watching that documentary and finishing college is when I did the training and then started volunteering as a doula. I was lucky enough at the time to have a coworker whose girlfriend was pregnant after I finished my training, and she was the first birth I got to go to, and it was the most empowering, like beautiful experience I've ever had, and I will never ever forget it. 
just remember like it, she was due on Christmas or the day after and um, had been having what's called prodromal labor so she was having like really labor symptoms she was having contractions consistently for a few weeks before she ended up actually having the baby and I mean that's confusing for anybody but especially being a new doula and trying to gauge like when I should be there and when I should be supporting her and when she should go to the hospital I had no idea what I was doing and um you know I think we all just did our best and we were all so young and um excited about this happening it was so cool and uh I'll never really forget the day that that it happened. Um, actually me and her boyfriend were working the night before, I think it was like a Friday night and she was texting us saying that she thought she was in labor and she'd been having the prodromal and we'd had kind of a false alarm before. Um, but we both managed to run out of work and get to their house. And she really was having contractions. She was like fully in it. And, you know, doing all the tools that I told her to do and she had her birth ball and was doing all these movements and really breathing through them and like really in the thick of things. Um, we went to the hospital and get there and they checked her and she was only half a centimeter dilated. And if anybody doesn't know, you have to be 10 centimeters, um, to be yeah, like 10 centimeters is fully dilated. And that's when, you know, you might start pushing or the baby might be born very soon. Um, so it was kind of devastating, I think, for her to hear that after going through so much work and being so tired. And um, it was rough. Um, so we went home. They said you could stay or we could go home. Um, and this was at Holyoke birthing center so the birthing center is attached to the hospital but a totally separate building and functions totally differently than things do in New York here um but it's midwife run and the rooms are enormous and there's like no limitation on what you can do and we were able to walk the halls freely and move around and the rooms had birthing balls and they were really so big and I think at some at one point we had like six people in the room you know it was kind of it was a way more free-for-all situation than in New York. Um, anyway, we went home, and I was so excited and, um, you know, went home and couldn't really sleep and was just, like, so ready to go. And I had made her a, uh, like, solve for breastfeeding and was, you know, prepped all that stuff and was getting ready and, and was just sitting and thinking about the fact that the world was how it was that day, and then I was going to be seeing a baby being born, and I felt like so very much like I was in limbo, and that I was witnessing this weird shift in the universe, and not really knowing how to put words to it, and it hadn't happened yet, but it just felt so huge, and yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that feeling, and I, I definitely feel that with every birth, it's something that doesn't go away, but with that one, I think just because it was the first time I had seen anything like it, it was just so big, um, and yeah, the next morning, it was, I mean, really just a few hours later, she'd called me, and her water had broke, um, and then we went to the hospital, and Labor was very, very long. The poor, poor thing. It was, I think, one of the longest births I've been to to this day. 
being my first, which is funny that I stuck with it because I felt like I was going to die at the end. <laughs> um, but she did the most amazing job. And I'll also never forget at the very end, right before she's about to push, she like never looked like she broke a sweat or anything. She's an incredibly beautiful person. But she looked at me and she's like, oh, you look so tired. Are you okay? And I just, <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Like, I'm not the one in labor. I'm totally fine, you know. Um, but it was great. And, you know, she had the baby. And I think we all just immediately cried. And I'm really not a crier at all. Like, I'm not. I'm, I just don't cry. I wish I did, but I don't. And uh, I just, like, I couldn't help it. It was this automatic reaction of just like, whoa, eh weeping (laughs) it was so cool um and that feeling and seeing that happen is is why I do this and I I think we'll talk a lot about it over the course of the podcast and sorry to kind of drag on so much but I just want to say that I feel so proud of this work and I feel like it's so important and I think that women are so amazing and our bodies are so cool and I think that I'm just hoping through this is that we can feel more empowered about our bodies and stop thinking about them as either like a commodity or a thing to be afraid of or to to be ashamed of and to really like step into it and and step into the fact that we're super powerful and life is happening and we're creating it and how can we better support each other and really like hold the space for each other as doulas we hold space it's kind of a thing you'll hear you'll hear through the podcast i'm sure as i talk to other birth workers is um you know let's hold the space for each other more i hope that we get to do that through these conversations um I have some really great conversations I've already had with people. I'd love to have more. If you're interested in coming on my podcast and talking to me about anything, I'd be so excited to. Um, just to be clear, I'm 150% pro-choice. Um, I support all choices that people make. I want everybody to feel informed and empowered and not shamed at all, ever. That's my biggest thing. So this is a totally safe space to be talking and sharing, and I don't want anyone to feel excluded from it. Um, So if you want to come on and share your abortion story or your birth story or stories of frustration with birth control or whatever like come talk to me I really would love to have you um I hope you enjoy this podcast I'm so excited about it um yeah thanks for listening uh you can follow me if you want at at wild womb doula on instagram um I also have a facebook for it which I hate so I don't really use it that much but like feel free to check it out Um, otherwise I'm here and would love to hear from you. Take care.